0: Well, today is going to be a very busy radio program. I have so much to share, I have no idea where to begin. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you to the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, I need to admit something up front. Over these past several days, the programs you have heard had been pre-recorded in advance. Because I did not know how things were going to work out beginning my immunotherapy treatment for bladder cancer. I didn't know if I was going to be out of it for a day or two or not up to recording. And so, to be, well, just to be safe, I went ahead and made sure that all the programs, including Thursday, Friday, and Monday, were pre recorded just in case there were any problems or any issues. Well, I can tell you that I came through this a lot better than I expected. And, and honestly, as I'm sitting here in front of this microphone, I feel pretty good. Uh, I'm thankful uh, for how everything worked out. I, I will tell you the day of, I was exhausted when it was all done. And that's just a normal side effect. And got about 12, 13 hours sleep total before I got up the next day. And, and within a matter of hours, I felt great. And so I'm thankful uh, that this process seems to be working and we hope to keep this cancer at bay for many, many years going forward. Uh, I just have, a there's so much to do. God has given us so many opportunities and this is a humbling experience because I'm not really in control of everything that I'd like to be in control of. And I think that's something many of us do. We wanna be in control. And this kind of humbles me, and I become more dependent upon my Lord for each and every day that he gives me. And then I have to prioritize the things that, that I'm doing. So I just wanted to give you that health update and, and just a lot going on over the next, oh, month and a half, two months. And I'm kind of excited about the things that are going to be going on in the background, and I'll be sharing so much of that on today's program. Plus, there's a lot of little news stories out there. Some that you, oh, I'm sure you've seen some of these news stories. I'm going to give you my opinion on a few that have been out there for the past several days. And what I think is going on. We do this radio program not so much to be a news program. I mean, look, there are a lot of organizations that can give you the news. I mean, face it, you got Now, I can think of five or six sources that I go to on a regular basis. I have plenty of others that I've got to take with a grain of salt because sometimes the headlines are a little bit over the top. Yet they generally have some good substance. But but this does not need to be a strictly news program. There's no need for it. There, there's so many other voices out there. You can find them on Rumble if you want to watch video. You can even see them on, on, um, on Gab and a, a dozens of other places, even a few that get by for the time being on you know Facebook and YouTube or email to you or websites or, or podcast. There's a lot of news programs out there. So as I look at what I'm doing, And what I need to be doing as we continue in this year, I need to be less of a news outlet and more of a hope outlet. You know, it's real easy to see some of these headlines that come to me every day. And I have to remind myself, look, I was in the radio business and communications business for decades. And no matter how you cut it, especially when it came to commercial radio and commercial television. It's all about the ratings, which gives you numbers to sell, all about advertising and income and revenue. And I knew even in the 1970s, I learned an adage when I worked in a major market in their newsroom, being a young, starting out 20-something reporter for a while, I was told early on, if it bleeds, it leads. In other words, we want the we want that headline. We want to be promoting during our music time that coming up at the top of the hour, this story about this and about that, and it's got to really capture people where they want to listen to it. It's all about the ratings. And I can remember some of the TV stations that were, they're about the same. And as you got into the 70s and the 80s, it all became about, the headlines, film at 11, then videotape at 11, then live. We can do it via satellite at 11. I mean, you you know what I'm talking about. The media business is simply that. It is a media business, and a lot of people don't get it. Many of the news agencies out there today in the mainstream are also politically biased, Um, And they're biased to the left for one reason, because the individuals that operate the networks, many of the talking heads you see on the networks, are spiritually and morally bankrupt individuals that don't have an element of truth in them. It's all about money and ideology. And some of these characters get paid millions of dollars to lie to you like a propaganda artist, and they have no conscience telling them that they shouldn't. In fact, they begin to believe their own lies. I've mentioned this a hundred times in this program. Just go to the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. They are given over to believe their own lie. They become delusional. And we see those stories every day. Now, for example, there was a news story that came out last week. And it was all about what had happened in Iowa. There was a school shooting, and the suspected Iowa school shooter turns out to be transgender. Now, do you think that the mainstream media is going to wonder why a transgender person is shooting people at a middle school? I mean, really. They're going to bury that story as fast as they can because here's a 17-year-old. He's the suspect. A student at the school stalked the halls of Perry Middle and High School last week on Thursday, armed with a pump-action shotgun, a homemade bomb, and a small-caliber handgun. And he started opening fire on children and staff around 7.47 in the morning before the start of class. Now, this is something, as I told you, you're not going to hear, that the mainstream media is going to do their best to bury the transgender angle because these sickos in the mainstream media thinks this is all normal, that people's bodies need to be altered and butchered and mutilated. And instead of treating a psychological or mental disorder, they want to encourage it. And then these people become even more confused. I want you to think about it. In the most recent shootings, we've had an abnormally high number of transgender people committing the crime. In comparison to the percentage of population across the United States. Let me say that again. I mean, in all honesty, we don't have 50% of the population of this country transgender. We don't have 40%. We don't even have 10% we have some minuscule number, and most of that is an illusion. Most of that is a mental disorder or propaganda or brainwashing of young children. I mean, how many, how many audio clips have I shared with you of a preschool teacher thinking that it's her mission on this planet to identify every gay and trans student when they're like three and four years of age? and to encourage their growth into what they're supposed to be. These sickos are destroying children. I mean, that's what they're doing. And so now we're beginning to see an abnormally, well, as a percentage of the population committing these horrific crimes, why are there so many that are transgender? And my next question is how many of them were confused about gender orientation and mistreated over the years? How many of them spend too much time playing video games? How many of them didn't have a father in the home? We can go down a whole list of things that cause these psychosis to become actionable. And we as a society have completely missed out. And so you you find this story about a 17-year-old guy who thinks he's something that he isn't, The suspect murdered a sixth grader, injured five others. One of the victims was the school's principal. And of course, once the guy is identified as being transgender, all of the social media gets scrubbed. Reddit, TikTok, doesn't matter. All of it gets deactivated. It has to vanish. We cannot let the truth out about this individual's real issues. When are we going to understand that we have created over the past 30 years an alternate reality that is not reality? We have traded in raising children to the term I used last week. I don't spend a bunch of quantity time. I spend quality time with my child. I mean, the schools have him for, oh, many, many hours, and he's asleep, and he's with his friends, and he's online, and God only knows what he's playing on his video games. But we spend a little time, maybe 30 minutes, quality time, every day, well, maybe a couple of days a week, maybe on Saturday, if I'm not golfing or something. It becomes the lie you tell yourself in the raising of your children. You are letting the most disgusting and evil people in the world, raising your children on social media, in video games that are violent and vicious and and just horrible, social media is, to me, a dangerous thing for the not-yet-formed adolescent mind. And I've seen too many young men that when they're 12 and 13, the mothers, rather than deal with their sons, they just let them video game themselves into mental illness. I've watched it firsthand multiple times, and it's sad. It's, it's horrible. And then they end up in their late teens and their 20s, incapable of functioning in the real world. And they become the epitome of the ones that are eating junk food and just laying in front of a computer screen and a Game Boy or whatever. They're overweight, they're unfit, and, and they're, they're, the schools are not doing any better. They're just socially promoting these people that can barely function in the real world. And then add gender confusion. What do you expect is going to happen in a society that has no limits, no controls, no boundaries? And when parents no longer are raising their children in the fear and admonition of the Lord... I read another story too, and this this needs to be said. I want you to really think about this for a moment in light of what I just shared. Once again, there's an evil, satanic, demonically possessed agenda out there that seeks to get into every aspect of your life, my life, even to corrupt the church, corrupt all of our institutions they've already pretty much taken over most of public education and most of college education you know there somebody pointed something out why is it that it's predominantly people on the left that are into the sexualization of children let me say that again Why is it people on the left of the political spectrum, why are they the ones that are promoting the sexualization of our children and they call you unenlightened if you don't get it? I mean, which group of people take their children to drag shows, pride parades, try to teach this two-spirit LGBTQIA plus nonsense? They want it taught in the schools. Yeah, two-spirit, that that just hits me as almost demonic possession. Which side claim widespread pedophilia was really a right-wing conspiracy theory because it really doesn't happen? It's the left. They don't want to be exposed as the roaches and evil people that they are. They scatter when the light of truth hits them. And then they, they, they deny they have anything to do with it. And why is it that the left... Wing media are also the ones that have been running cover. You know, circling in the wagons for this this stuff. They try to hide Epstein for for years and they they keep trying to bury Pizzagate, which I believe is absolutely legit and real. And we're told, "Oh, that's just a conspiracy theory. It's been debunked." Well, who debunked it? Who debunked Pizzagate? A known pedophile that worked for the American Broadcasting Company, and is going to be going to prison. That's who debunked it. Somebody participating in it. How are you to believe that it's been debunked when the only people debunking it are literally child porn addicts and potentially child molesters? So it's not this, it's both sides. There is no two sides. It's one side that is, ideo- that is so focused on the sexualization of children. They want to mess around when they're three and four years of age trying to get them sexualized at three and four to determine their gender, to determine if they're gay, and help them explore their bodies. It is pedophilia, period. It's a left-wing characteristic, and stop pretending that it isn't. I don't find the parents of children that go to Bible-believing churches, I don't find those parents taking their kids to drag queen shows. I never see that happening. I don't see Bible-believing parents having their children explore their gender identity when they're three and four, they try to let them be children and act like children. It is truly a left-wing issue, and it makes sense because, understand, put aside for the moment conservative put, us, put a, and liberal and, and anything else. Let, let's just define some terms here that had been misused and abused over the past 30 years of my lifetime. The historic understanding of left and right. First, let's deal with left and right. Forget conservative, liberal, any other title. We're going to look at left and right. The right, the more to the right you are, the less government you believe we need to have. We need just enough to take care of the things that need to be taken care of. And government does not necessarily need to be taking care of each and every one of our wants and needs. On the extreme left, the government is your God. Your government is everything. Your government is your provider. Your government is your object of worship. So understand, in terms of left and right, one demands more government and total strict obedience. The other believes in more self-government and less government. And it depends upon a moral people to make a right government work. Anything else that they tell you on CNN about right and left is not historically accurate. It is a change. It is a morphing of terms. Left and right. The left believes in total and absolute government control over everything. Everything you're allowed to say, do, where you can work, how you can live, what you can drive, where you can go on vacation, how to raise your children. All of that should be under their control because they know better. And the right believes in more personal freedom. But with personal freedom comes personal responsibility. So we've defined left and right. Now, classic liberal Versus a classic conservative. A classic liberal. And I can think of many over the years. None lately. I don't think they even exist anymore. The classic liberal is a dead dinosaur species. A fossil, so to speak. They don't even exist. They're the ones that just wanted to have a level playing field. To give people a hand up, not a hand out. That's the classic liberal trying to do and make our world a better place. In other words, they have lofty and and, and, and many times admirable goals. It's how we get there that I've often had my issue, to be quite honest. I think Hubert Humphrey, to a degree, would fit that. John F. Kennedy, who by today's standard would be an ultra conservative when it comes to fiscal responsibility would lean in that direction i mean look he had all these things he put together early in his administration to make the world a better place and coming out of the generation that served in world war ii it makes sense my father was a staunch conservative yet he wanted to see the world a better place he was raised in the depression he served (laughs) In the Pacific Theater as a Marine in World War II, of course he wanted the world to be a better place for his children and grandchildren. And I'm the benefactor of that. The baby boomers that never really took it to heart all that we had been given and just assumed we can do as we please. We were given so much without responsibility in many cases, we never understood the cost of what was given. And so, we, we've gotten to this world today, and, and I look at the things that, from a demons or a demonic side, how do you destroy a, a culture and, and ruin a people? The way it's always been done, classically over the centuries. You make them a sexually deprived, sexually deviant people. And they will rot and destroy themselves from the inside out. It's happened with every empire that ever crashed and burned. Look, even the Nazis of Germany were reprobates at heart. And there's a lot of disgusting behavior that was hidden among the elites within that group. It goes with them. The The extreme left that wants to control your life is addicted to sexual perversion. They really are. Or at least they fully accept it and have no questions about it. And so as I look at these, what's going on in the world today and these drag queen shows, and, and and like I said about the church, there are some churches now that are so apostate that they are non-Christian. They are non-believers. They are agents of the Antichrist, the ones that bring in the drag queen. You know, there, there's a Methodist pastor called Penny Cost a man pretending he is a woman that was ordained to the ministry of what is now an apostate, dead, filthy church. At least that local church sure is. I know there are a lot of Methodists out there trying to hang on, but it's getting very difficult. It's difficult today to be in the evangelical Lutheran church in America when nothing but perverts are at the top of your establishment. And they believe all of this is great. Now now you have, even in the Roman church, well, you can bless the same-sex union. In other words, you're blessing sin. This is the world in which we live in today. And it's a great falling away that St. Paul predicted. He made it super clear. There will be a great falling away. We have these apostate churches that no longer believe in the truth of God's Word. They want all the benefit. They want to feel like they're doing social justice, and somehow that earns them a place for eternity. Yeah, it earns them a place, all right, but not where they think they're going. This is the battle in which we are fighting. This is the battle. You know, we talk about this a lot on this radio program. And like I say, I, I could be a news show and I could, you know, get up earlier in the morning and get the program out sooner than I do because our first airing is 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern time on WRMI on a frequency of, that's Eastern time, 15, uh, kilohertz. And, and, you know, I could get up early and just do a news show and maybe maybe if I had a staff and maybe if I didn't have to be the pastor of a church and maybe if I wasn't trying to take care of some health issues and maybe if it wasn't for the fact that I'm a bit older. Maybe I could be you know, putting together two half-hour news shows every day, but what purpose does it serve? When there are others that can do a better job of, of getting the news to you that you need than I can. I need to give you the story behind the story and put it in the light of God's word. If I'm not doing that, why waste my time doing this radio program? This radio program, as we go into 2024, has got to be more biblically based than it ever has been while it always has been the purpose of this program, to shine the light of God's truth on an ever-darkening world, that needs to be the emphasis beyond beyond any words, beyond anything else that I do. It has to be job number one. I'm going to pick up on this and, and some of the things that are going on and what we can do. I mean, look. We have talked about the COVID nonsense, uh, the worthless shots that you know they they keep trying to explain. They che- they try to keep convinced. Remember the narrative. Just 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 go with go with me just for thirty seconds here. First, we were told in the year twenty twenty, there'll never be a vaccine. Trump can't get it done. And then a week after the election, oh by the way, we discovered a vaccine a month and a half ago. Then we were told. Remember, then we, by the way, I can remember Kamala Harris going, I'll never take a vaccine that, that Mr. Trump came up with. It'll kill you. Well, the truth of the matter is these those vaccines, as, as we're beginning to, they've been around long before COVID. This has all been a game since 2003. That's a story I may share one of these days this week. What we've known since 2003 with the first SARS-CoV virus. I stumbled across a lot of this in my work in emergency management, a lot of it since scrubbed from the CDC website. Evil people will use anything to instill fear in people to control them. Let's understand that. And I can remember Joe Biden saying, get the vaccine, you'll never get COVID. I can remember... Uh, Rochelle Walensky of the CDC, same thing. Get the vaccine, you'll never get COVID. I can remember in 2021 in August, press conference, Pfizer's vaccine is now approved for COVID. Yeah, a vaccine you can still not get. You're still getting the one that gives you zero rights to sue anybody. It was a dog and pony show and a big fat lie. And these people are running around trying to tell you, get the shot. You'll never get COVID. You can take off your face mask. Well, then, well, it lowers your risk of getting COVID. Well, it, it, it may, makes the symptoms milder. The vaccine doesn't do anything except harm you. It doesn't stop you from getting anything. We now know statistically, the more you are vaccinated, the higher the probability is you're going to get COVID for a second, third, and even fourth or more time. But they don't want to talk about that. They just keep, you got to keep being obedient. And who knows, it may get really bad before the next election. We might need social distancing and mail-in ballots and face diapers again. That's the world in which we live. We're gonna talk about a little bit more of this on the other side and what it all means and how do we deal with it. What are some of the first steps we can take to fight back? I firmly believe that 2024 is a year of reclaiming some lost ground. Evil, I, I just have said this over and over again, evil will keep pushing and pushing and pushing and then sometimes it pushes far enough to wake up some people and then the fight for you know getting some of the territory back. This could be the year. It's also going to be the year of one of the nastiest spiritual battles the world has ever seen. And I don't think most people that call themselves Christians are anywhere near prepared. And that's what we'll talk about on the other side. We've been doing this radio program now since the Well, the end of summer, beginning of fall of 2020. Three years and what, four, three, four months now? And I'm thankful for the opportunity. I never thought this program would last this long. I thought thought God was calling me to do something for a season to get us through 2020 and maybe into 2021. I never anticipated this going on like it has gone on. But we're here reading a, a letter from one of the listeners to this program, sharing with me something that I, I couldn't agree with him more. You know, he, he shared with me how he listens and the kind of radio that he uses. By the way, I'm hearing a lot about people in the radios that they've chosen to use. And, and I, I need to get that list together. I'm going to try to do it this week. Have a little tab on the page that'll say, listener shortwave radios or something like that. These are not going to be my endorsement and I'm not trying to sell radios. I'm not going to be trying to get any income from any of this. This is just a list of radios that people have used. Like this guy says, for example, he, he has a, a, a Texan you know, PL660 and he got it about three years ago. I think that one's still on the market. And one of its advantages, it has single sideband uh, along with just regular shortwave, and it has AM and FM, and he said very decent for the cost, so there's something to, something to think about. Uh, there are a lot of other radios. that I mean, I've got one that I use that is very good, and then we need to have a discussion about outdoor antennas or active antennas for places where there's a lot of just junky noise in the air that interferes. You know, he he writes, and this is what I want to talk about. He goes, he's been telling his family and friends for years if if they want the country to get any better, if we're going to have any kind of a chance, we have to turn back to God. You know, if my people who are called by my name, you remember that scripture, and some of these people won't even go to vote, let alone go to church or even open a Bible, is what he says. They won't open their eyes until things get really bad. And, and honestly, I'm going to add this. I think when it gets that bad, it's going to be for them too late to do anything about it. But And he's thankful it's not up to you and or me. It's up to God. Our job is to speak the truth and let God do the rest. And then he writes, unfortunately, the few members of his family that do go to church listen to oftentimes the wrong people. They listen to someone who claims to be a prophet, yet it's always about the other prophet p-r-o-f-i-t and this prophet has been convinced that god will not let america fail you know this is something i've had an arc i know i'm running a little over now i apologize but real quick tell you what i'm going to get into this on the other side because i do want to get to this break somewhat on time i'm going to pick up on that how do we fix things where is our real source if you believe in this ministry and believe that we should, and this guy does agree with me on one thing, we need more shortwave because the government can always pull the plug online at any time. And over time, I believe one little voice at a time is going to be knocked off the internet or their reach is going to be minim, made minimal. And so I'm going to use these tools while I can, but I'm going to find other tools to use as well. And I want to increase the shortwave outreach. I want to increase the number of people with shortwave radios to be ready. It's just like having what we call back in the days of emergency management, you know, your bug out box, you know, that has your important stuff that you need to take if a tornado's coming or a flood or whatever. And you need to have your, you know, just the basics for a few days. Included in that bug-out box needs to be a battery-operated shortwave radio and the ability to charge the batteries. I think you're going to get more news from shortwave radio stations, both licensed and eventually someday even clandestine from outside of the country as your only source of legitimate news. I I really believe that. My time is free. I give my time god has been good to my wife and myself we're not wealthy but we're not financially devastated either we're 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 getting by we have to spend carefully like anybody else does but the airtime is what i'm concerned about and i want to keep these stations on the air Look, shortwave radio stations are expensive to operate. The equipment is getting older because you just can't afford to buy new. I'm going to be I'm going to let you know right now. No station that I know of could afford to go out and buy a new 100,000 watt transmitter. It's not going to happen. There's not enough money out there to do it. There's not enough people willing to buy airtime around the clock to make that happen. And airtime, you know, oftentimes is sold for really less than what it should be sold for. And so I want to keep the dollars flowing to some of these stations to keep them on the air. We, you know, we can keep these transmitters going for many, many more years to come if there's someone to care for them. And that's another problem. Lack of engineering. I'll talk about that also on the other side of this break. But if you believe in our work, visit our website, Truth, the number, you know, the numeral two, truth2ponder.com. You can find out how to listen, where to listen as a podcast, what stations, what frequencies. There's also a tab for support. We use GiveSendGo, and many people of late have been using Give, send, Go, And they've been wonderful to deal with. I've had zero issues since we went with them. But many of you prefer just the old-fashioned way, and you can send a check or money order to Ancient Word Radio. That's how you make it out. Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Post Office Box 510. The city, by the way, is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. Once again, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia, zip code 24319. Nine. This is truth
1: to ponder, with Bob Bierman, The Catholic Angel coming up. Shalom alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy Jonathan Kahn. Your Jewish connection bring you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out. I'm receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Imagine the scene: the angel Gabriel appears to the Virgin Mary, but it goes differently. He says, uh, "Hail Mary." She says, "Hail Mary." You're you're Catholic? No, no, I'm an angel. You're a Catholic angel. No, but you said Hail Mary. No, I, I didn't mean it that way. Hail Mary's Catholic. You're a Catholic angel. No, I, actually, I'm a Baptist angel. I, well, I was a Baptist angel when I, I went to John the Baptist, but now I'm kind of more Pentecostal. So so you're you're a Pentecostal, but you're entering rooms saying Hail Mary. No, I didn't mean Hail Mary like Hail Mary. I just meant like, hey, Mary. It was just a greeting. It, well, it sure sounded like Hail Mary to me. Now it's more like, hey, yo, what's up? Well, of course it didn't happen that way, but that's the point. See, there are a lot of believers, they, they know the scene and they see like liturgy, you know, Hail Mary, full of grace. And like, it's just a liturgy, like it's a ritual, like like it's a, just this religious scene. But but back then it wasn't a liturgy, it wasn't a ritual. It wasn't something by road. It was just, it was a, an angel greeting Mary and probably said, Shalom Miriam. And so that's the problem. You see, we take the things of God, the things of real life, and we take them out of life and make it religious. And so it doesn't apply to our lives anymore. You know the the Bible in the in the Bible for the people in the Bible it wasn't a religious book it was a it was life itself, you know it's not a part of life it's not a religious part it's not two different spheres you you're one way in church and then you're another way at home Messiah is God to come down to touch every part of your life and that's the point from mowing the lawn taking out the garbage doing whatever it is so for Mary there was no hail Mary it was simply that Yeshua Jesus was coming into her life let God become real the same way into every part of your life it's not. Religious, it's life. It's as simple, as saying, Hail Mary. Want more? Ask for the Angel and the Virgin on CD. Now, what if you got something offered? Price is wonderful, life-changing and free. Here goes right now. Sapphires, it'll it'll blo- it'll it'll blow your socks off. And the incredible mystery of the temple doors on CD. You'll love it. It's free. It's your gifts. How do you get it? Just call Yeshua's real name write it down yeshua 1-800 yeshua 1 you will be blessed but call now for your free gifts 1-800 yeshua y-e-s-h-u-a and the number one now how would you like to be part of bringing salvation back to God's ancient people? God says, I'm going to bless the one who blesses the Jewish people. You're going to be blessed and reach the loss of the world. Well, on Shorewave Radio, it's amazing. You can blanket the earth. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Just write to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. It's, it's Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying... Shalom Aleichem, my friend. Peace be to you and Messiah or HaOlam, the light of the world.
0: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. And I welcome you back to part two of our Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. If you listen on radio and miss some of the first comments from the first part of the program, let me just take like less than a minute to give you a couple of quick updates. I had to record a lot of our radio programs well in advance, not knowing how I was gonna react to the immunotherapy that I'm currently going through. ...for another five weeks, just had the first series this past week. And honestly, I did a lot better than I thought I was going to do. Felt better, stronger, quicker than I anticipated, and I'm so thankful. Now, I will admit, because of the, the schedule of having to leave town on Wednesday and get back Thursday night... ...it's hard to get the radio programs done really close to airtime. So I need to record them sometimes a day or two in advance and that's going to continue on but i don't think it's going to impact the content too much because i really believe i don't need to be a daily radio program doing strictly today's news i need to look at some of these news stories that are out there and put them in the light of god's word that to me is what's important for you to be prepared for where this world is heading and the battles that we are facing Now, in the prior segment I talked about, have you ever noticed that the only people that talk a lot about uh, sexualizing our children are the ones on the extreme left? Like I say, you don't find conservatives, you don't find Bible-believing Christians wanting to sexualize little children. But there seems to be this sick perversion among a class of people that want to sexualize children as young as possible. My wife and I the other day we don't have cable anymore or satellite like I once did and we've opted to for the time being you can get things over the air or stream and we we only do the free stuff I I'm really not paying for anything I decided it really didn't make any sense to do so but we had the opportunity oh about a week or so ago to to view the movie sound of freedom And it talks about the child trafficking. And this is a real issue that the mainstream media just does not want to get involved with. They they don't want to talk about it. It is occurring every day at the United States border with Mexico, child traffickers. And I think the problem is vastly bigger than we would ever want to admit. And I really believe that there are pedophile networks working in our own capital of Washington, D.C. As I remind you, the person that debunked Pizzagate was himself now a convicted pedophile and porn-addicted individual. Of course he's going to debunk it because he's a part of it. This is the world in which we live. Transgenderism is becoming a thing. We have to have kids identify their genders and then mess with their bodies and their hormones before they even hit puberty. And these poor, mentally deranged children end up being like that 17-year-old last week that was shooting people at a middle and high school in, of all places, Iowa. Turns out, and the media hates this, he's transgender. And as I mentioned before, I'll just leave it at this. There, there has been an abnormally high number of transgender people committing these shootings. I wonder how long we've had gender-confused, family-confused, people living in a fantasy world committing these shootings. This is something we didn't see 30 years ago, but it came out of nowhere in the late 90s. Also about the same time that too many young minds were getting engrossed into increasingly violent video games. And parents were too busy with their lives to even pay attention to what the children are watching and doing, especially in the single-parent home where mom has got to be the provider, the worker, the parent, and tired and worn out, and it's hard to get engaged. And we wonder why these problems happen is because we take God's purpose and distort it. We take the idea of the family and destroy it. That is what the world has been doing. And many woke churches that are not churches, they're synagogues of Satan. They, they've abandoned the faith once delivered. They become very despicable in my in my viewpoint. They're bringing people into the gates of hell, not, not into the gates of heaven. So what do we do? We understand that all this pedophilia, nonsense, transgenderism, it's all— It's all a function of the left, and that function of the left is satanic, and it's demonic, period. End of discussion. Anybody that says we should identify the gender of a child or their sexual preference when they're in kindergarten is a sick individual. I mean a demonically possessed and evil person. There is no discussion on that. There is no middle ground. These people are inherently dangerous, and they are evil, and they're coming for your kids. I mean, I remember, it wasn't that long ago, then they tried to say, oh, no, it's just a joke. At a pride parade, bunch of these people, just sick individuals, you know, chanting, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. They really meant it. Until they got called out on, oh, no, 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 we're just, we're just, we're just kind of messing with you. No, they're not. That's what they really believe. They say it. Evil says what it's going to do. It warns you because it thinks you don't understand. And, and then, by the way, one of the things I'm thinking about doing with this program, I don't need to be doing a, like I say, a news program per se. But I need to bring you some news stories to get, mixed, to get missed and, and really put them into context in the light of God's word and where this world is going. I'm going to be reaching out to a few friends, and this may help me, especially over the next few months. There's a lot going on I'm about to tell you in a minute in the background. I've got a, a friend up in Canada that produces a program. I'd love to get them to produce a you know 10-minute segment maybe once or twice a week to add to this program to give you what is going on in Canada. Because what happens in Canada influences much of the world, including the United States. It's almost like the canary in the mineshaft, what I see in Canada. And you've got like, you know, you got Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and all of his geniuses in government they're just bursting with pride because now they're forcing Canada to meet some imaginary delicate need of menstruating men in other words they're they're demanding in Canada Are you ready for this you know the United even in the United States we're, we're getting there but they just went ahead and just jumped in head first. and Canadians get to pay for this too and they're being shamed by their liberal idiots in charge um and what they want to do is they're they're, they're wanting to make sure that You know, for menstruating men, don't you know that men have periods too? Don't you know that they need these, you know, tampons and in the men's room now? This, this is where they want to spend your tax money, and it just shows a mentally, spiritually bankrupt people. I mean, common sense is dead. And they believe lie after lie after lie, and they use their power and demand, you believe the lie with them or we're going to crush you. They want all bathrooms, regardless of their marked gender, must have these supplies because, you know, men must have these. And they need the instructions on even how to use them in case they don't know. This is insanity. And, And they want this in the Canadian Armed Forces as well. And you wonder why the military in the West is becoming woke, broke, and useless? I mean, when the Navy puts out there here in the United States, hey, you know, join the Navy, and you can, you know, you can be a dry queen. I mean, who wants to be a part of that? Dignity is dead in Canada if this continues, and of course, it's coming to the United States as fast as they can get it in here. We have a we have a reprobate administration that is most, the most despicable, despicable Antichrist administration this country has ever seen. I thought Obama was bad. I thought Clinton was bad. This This beats all the freak show we have now in Washington, D.C. So how do we prepare for all this? If we're intellectually honest, societies have been seeing sexual revolutions repeatedly all throughout history. You can go back to the scriptures. You can go back to the Old Testament. And you can see sexual revolutions that cause God to act and destroy. I mean, the world's flood. Sodom and Gomorrah. Romans chapter 1, St. Paul talks about the unbelieving nations as those who have given over to a form of sexual perversion. And they receive a judgment from God. Look at the Roman Empire. I'm not talking about if it's godliness or anything else, but what killed the Roman Empire? It had technology, it had power, it had rights given to its citizens, it had an unstoppable army, and they were taking over the world. And then, and, and early on, by the way, in both Greek and Roman empires, The idea of homosexuality was actually frowned upon. It was looked down as deviant and dirty and and not good. But the day it started to become accepted is is the beginning of the downfall for both Greece and Rome. Greece first, then Rome. It imploded because of sexual perversion. In our history... The sexual revolution is generally attributed to a shift in the way people look at things. In the United States, the idea of having affairs and being caught was something you didn't want to have happen. I'm not saying we were godly and never had this, but nobody wanted to be found out because they knew they were going against the grain of the vast majority of society. But when contraception came around, all these values were beginning to be traded in for a more accepting and liberal stance. Because now you didn't worry about pregnancy or, or even, you know, STDs. For the most part, sex outside of marriage was no longer a bad thing, and the revolution began. And not only did this kind of fornication become the norm it became a rite of passage for teenagers. Oh, yeah, it, of course it happened in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s, and long before that, but not in the numbers that exploded beginning in the 70s. In fact, it was in June of 1970, the first gay parade in Chicago. Now, it was a small deal at the time, but look at the month of June now. It is the pride month. The pride go it before the fall month where all this perversion is put on display, not for a day, not for a week, but for an entire month. And they chose the month of June to push out the idea of June brides. This was Satan's replacement for God's normal standard. I'll say it again. This is Satan's counterfeit replacement for God's standard. And this replacement is to destroy your soul and destroy your body and weaken your mind. And now all this deviation is becoming the norm, and it's being pushed by governments. You go against the government now to say that transgenderism is an illness, homosexuality is immoral, and the government now will start coming after you. And then we have all this gender-affirming bodily destruction posing as medical care, Anybody that holds to a traditional biblical sexual ethic are now being canceled in every bit of major social media, losing their jobs, being punished in lawsuits because they won't violate their conscience and accept this reprobate evil. And then it comes down to how do we raise our children in this culture? Look, I understand. Not everybody has the option to homeschool their children. Not everybody has the financial means to place their children in some kind of a Christian school. While there's some charter schools that may offer some relief by staying away from the political nonsense, I don't think that'll last long. Even some so-called Christian schools and universities are being threatened with legislation that will force them in some states to violate their religious convictions. And there's nothing more evil than a state-run public school, in my opinion. Oh, there's some that are still somewhat safe, but every day they become more and more compromised, and people just don't see it. The public school has been molded to be not an educational institution, but an indoctrination center to tell your children how to think, how to act, what to believe, and even how to engage without parents' knowledge in a sexual deviant lifestyle, literally down to the elementary school ages. The system is not neutral any longer. The administrators, the teachers, the unions, all of these are, are the most part, are evil at the core. And there are virtually no exceptions. The vast majority of public school faculties in the major cities are placed in positions for the purpose of advancing this sexual and world-worshipping, earth-worshipping agenda. We have got to get our kids out of these schools. And the problem is you can't depend on a lot of churches to even want to counter the cultural revolution anymore. They're too cowardly. It isn't just the schools. But the real world offers children an enticing taste of what it means to be a part of this revolution from television to movies to billboards, social media, online, games, uh, video games, all of it. They're being hit around the clock with all of this. There's no escaping it. And even if you bring your child to an hour of Sunday school or church, it's not enough to counter all of the narrative that seems to be so attractive and so loud and so consuming. How do you get ahead of it? It starts by immersing you, you first, into God's word daily. And then immersing your child, as you learn, with you daily. Don't leave it to some pastor at your church to try to get it fixed in one hour what's going on the other 167 hours during the week. If you're doing that, you're crazy. You have got to be the forefront in your home, Are me, and my household. We will serve the Lord. Too many Christians are failing to do that. They're so busy with their jobs, and they're so busy with making car payments. They're so busy with everything else, and God comes out, not even second, fourth or tenth down the list. Oh, but I believe in Jesus. Well, start acting like it, for crying out loud. Train up a child in the way he should go, Proverbs 22, verse 6 says, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Oh, we have a lot of prodigal sons out there, trust me. You have to start inside of your house and say, as for we, me, and our household, we will serve the Lord. And if your kids get older and they want to reject that, then that's their decision. And then you have to make a hard decision. Are you going to pretend that they're not serving God and just pretend everything's fine when they come to visit? No, you have to remain faithful. Look, I know that a small church, maybe of you know 20 or 50 people, maybe can't afford to start a school. But they can afford to be a part of a homeschool co-op of Christians around the country. There are a lot of ways this can be targeted that don't take brick and mortar and lots of money. And God has laid this on my heart for years. The time to act is now. This is gonna be the year. If we have any chance of reclaiming anything, this is the year. This is the year. Second Corinthians chapter 10, five and six. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. If you're a Christian it's not something you do just on Sunday. It's something you do every day of your life. We have to get away from some of these Christian leaders that are nothing more than wolves in sheep's clothing that parade around in their skinny jeans and and make you feel good about yourself and the music makes you just sway and feel happy. That's not worship, that's narcissism. That's self-imposed narcissism. I'll talk more about this later this week, but I wanted to get you to the point of understanding we don't need to be doing the news, we need to look at the news, kind of dissect it, and then understand what does it mean up against God's word, and what could it mean prophetically in the season in which we live? Now, do you believe in the mission and ministry of this radio program? Now is the time to support us. Visit our website, Truth, the numeral 2, the number 2 ponder.com. You can support us from there. There's a support tab in the menu. Or make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. Once again, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. Chilhowee, C H I L H O W I E, Chilhowee, Virginia two four three one nine. Make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box five ten, Chilhowee, Virginia, zip code two four three one nine. Thank you for listening and God bless. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website Truth the Number Two.